Hello and welcome to the Ideology Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Ziddle, at Dr. Tim Ziddle on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create informative and short episodes designed to make personal growth and development fun again so you can cut the learning curve and become the best version of yourself while creating success at any level. Here we go. Hello there, Dr. Tim again. We're back. Part two of our amazing interview with Dr. Andy Armour, where we're going to continue to dive in to real relationships, effective results, how to, to make sure that you're not missing out on the success you say you want, some resources he can give you, and so much more. Here we go. And that's one of the things that you have never shied away from, right? One of the central themes that I've learned about your life is the ability to step into a place of knowing that your work is going to lead to a reward, never shying away from the hard work. But another word that comes into play a lot that we've talked about in this conversation is really boundaries. Yeah. And my question for you about that is, is I, I don't think there's going to be a person listening to this that doesn't understand that boundaries as a concept are healthy. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why I believe, and me personally, I've struggled with building boundaries, is that I believe when I set a boundary, it could negatively impact someone else, or my boundary would infringe upon someone else's need for something, or their freedom to do something. How do you set boundaries that are healthy for you, that honor and respect the way that you're showing up authentically, but they, but you don't set them in a way that infringes upon or steps over or walks over someone else? Sure. Um... What I'm about to say might be taken the wrong way. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, it's it's a confusing concept, and um, it sounds a little selfish, right? But especially when Dr. Kaylee and I were getting together, um, and we were deciding to move forward, you know, with our relationship and move forward in practice and do all of these things together. One of the number one things that we set that there, this was like in the contract of our life, this was the most important thing as the most important part person in our lives or ourselves. I'm mm-hmm. the most important person in my life. She's the most important person in her life. Meaning our happiness shouldn't be dictated by others, right? Her happiness shouldn't be dictated by me. Mine shouldn't be dictated by hers, right? She comes first in her life, mm-hmm. right? And I come first in my life. And I've kind of taken that... And I know that could sound really selfish because she, like, honestly, and the reason I say that and the reason why we, we did that is because if I'm not happy with myself, I will never be able to give her what she needs. Yeah, totally right? true. Same other thing. Yeah. So I have taken that principle and I've put that into every relationship that I have. Wow. Right? So whether it's a friend, like, I love hanging out with people, you know, and I'm, I'm somebody that, like, I can go into a room with people and talk to different people, but, like, I keep a select group of people very close to me because that's the kind of, you know, I enjoy those kind of like deep rooted relationships and it's hard to be, you know, super vulnerable and set those boundaries, right. Even though you need to be. Um, but one of the things that like, if I'm in a relationship with somebody and it's not working, you know, I'm not afraid to be like, Hey, listen, this isn't flourishing the way that I need for my life. Yeah. Right. Same thing with like patience. You know, I'm very honest with them, right? This, this whole relationship we have, it's always 50, 50. As soon as I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of, this isn't healthy for me. Yeah. You know, whether there is financial gain behind it or whether there isn't, 
You know, if I can help them, they need to be able to help themselves too. And I don't want those, I don't want anybody in my life to walk over me because I'm the most important. Yeah. I love that. Does that kind of answer it? It does. And I feel like it's that's a so key thing too. to say. But... Right. Because a lot of people could look at that at face value. And mm-hmm. what they could think is, man, this dude is so full of himself. But on the flip side, I think anybody that's stepped into a realm of personal growth or gone through therapy is going to understand the depth and the truth of that. So with that, just for the people that may not understand that beyond surface level, to really, really grasp the importance of what you just said, because I think this might be one of the biggest things we talk about today. What has the effect of that prioritizing your self-care and what's what is healthy for you over anyone else, even your wife and your marriage relationship, what has been the result of that on those relationships? Uh, healthiness and everything. Yeah. Like realistically. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like a healthy marriage, um, a healthy, like healthy, like better relationships with my family, better relationships with my friends. Like I, if anything, I have cultivated a better community and have made stronger connections and deeper connections with more people because of that. Yeah. And nobody's coming to you and saying, oh man, like you're really selfish. Like, oh man, that's really terrible that you would do something that's right for you. Probably the opposite. Exactly. Right. Which is kind of like a weird thing to think about and talk about. But like, it really breaks down. If you're not at a hundred percent, how can you give a hundred percent? Absolutely. Like that's really what it comes down to. You know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't help other people. Yep. So, like, I know that's, like, a strange... I always feel real, like, weird <laughs> saying that. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like... We're honestly, told, we're told, especially in the healthcare profession, that we have to be martyrs for the people that we serve. Right. right? Our, our, you know, our priorities don't matter because we're in a service industry. And what happens is, is you create, right? What's the running joke is that in the healthcare profession, we give everything we have to serve the people we care about until we ourselves break down and then can't help anybody. You yeah. burned out, right? And that's what happens. And I, I want to say that too, like... When I say like I'm the most important, I would give my life for like my family and my wife sure. and my son and all that different stuff. That's not kind of, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, I need to be able to resonate with myself and expand myself. Yep. Right. To be able to give more to them. That's so, that's so brilliant. And speaking of giving um, and being able to give out of that place of already having your cup full because you've done such a good job of taking care of that, giving at that high capacity. Um, let's talk about the results of that. Tell me about, um, a patient that ha- that completely touched your heart, changed your practice. There's so many of them. And I know that that might be like a cliche thing to say. I think that the patients and the practice members that mean the most, right. From a, like, um, from an emotional and spiritual side in my life for the people that understand that they want more, right? They want more out of their health, not because they want to necessarily be pain free, but because they want to be able to give back. Like, so if I have a dad comes in who has back pain, he might come in because he has back pain. But at the end of care, right, we sit down and we talk and he's like, my relationship with my children are better. Hmm. My relationship with my wife is better. I'm able to spend more time with them. I'm not as angry when I go home. Like for me, that's why I'm a chiropractor. That's phenomenal. Right. So like, and we have lots of different examples of that. You know what I mean? So it's really hard for me to be like, this guy was (laughs) just like, don't like, I'm not gonna lie. I've had like crazy stories happen where I'm like, 
that's the craziest chiropractic thing I've ever seen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like up to like, you know, my son was born, we did it at home. And when he came out, um, he had a nuchal cord, right? And he was a two on the app car. Like he was very low. It was very scary. They were going to give they were giving him oxygen hmm. and Kaylee was like, I was behind Kaylee. We gave birth in bed and this is a little bit like intimate, but, yeah. um, he was flaccid when he came out and right. not breathing. And right. Kaylee just looked at me and she was like, Andy adjusted his effing atlas. And we adjusted that atlas and Miles took his first big breath. Wow. And like, so like that kind of chiropractic stuff yeah. is just, I mean, like sure. you can't ever talk. Oh yeah. Right. right. Like, but like in, in an overall global, like it's making, seeing the second tier, third tier result, the legacy and significance seeing, and of, having of that relationship. people see the realization of yes. those second and third tier results. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's the big deal. Like, that's that guy might not have any back pain anymore, but also, he's a better dad. Yep. So, cool. That, like, who cares about your back pain? Right, exactly. Right? No offense. Right. Right? Like, I would rather have your son be able to, like, look up to you and be able to, you play baseball with him and do the things. Right. You know? And, and that's sometimes, those dots are hard to put together. Yeah. And when people do, you're like... Yes. It's wild to think, you know, in our in our society, you know, which has become much more about sick care than it is about health care. It's wild to think that we've learned that we believe that the biggest obstacle to us having the life that we want for ourselves is fill in the blank ache, pain or symptom and not what that is keeping us from being able to step into and do. But you don't even get those stories if you don't have people in the office. And so when it comes to your office and one of the ways that you've been able to be uber successful, I mean beyond the average um, in many ways, shapes, and forms, one of the ways that I've personally seen uh, you guys just kill it above and beyond many other offices that I've seen is, is in the fact that you guys have an unbelievable ability to help people see their need for care, step into that care, and that sales process conversation, whatever you want to call it, the 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 close, the the art of being able to show someone their need for your service and then being able to fill that need with your service and have all of that take place is something that you guys do at a level and a percentage that is completely off the charts. And I know that when we talked about it, how do you have such a high success rate with these people? Where does that come from? And one of the things you talked about was visualizing and, and affirming the fact that people don't say no. Tell me a little bit more about that and, and how you came to visualize that and then what you did subconsciously or even consciously to put that into play. Yeah, so that is um, that's a big thing. Obviously, a lot of chiropractors and stuff, we, we talk about this um, with the type of chiropractic we do, just like you do, Dr. Tim. Like we, we do corrective care, we do wellness care, and, and we look at this and lots of times people will be like, well, say you have X amount of new patients coming in a month, how many are you signing up, right? And to me, it's not even a question and my staff knows this and I know this and Dr. Kaylee knows this and Dr. Sarah knows this and people don't say no. Right. And it, and um, that's not coming from a place of like cockiness or anything. Um, what's happening with that is we just look at that and we're like, this is what our expectation level is. We expect people to come on to care because not only do they need to, but they want to improve their life as well. Yeah. Right. So like when, when we sit down and when my team, and it's funny cause we had a conversation and it, it is the truth. We have a great like close rate from a sales perspective and it just comes down because we're real with people. You know, if someone says no to me, I'm like genuinely just like, what? 
that doesn't happen, you know, yeah. because they want to get better. They know I'm on their team. They know I can get them better and I will get them better and I will prove that I get them better. And then it all starts to flourish from there out. It's yeah. like a pivot point in life. Yeah. And I know that that sounds like pretty, you know, out there to say like walking into a chiropractic office can be a pivot point in someone's life. But the experience that we put out on our day one and our day two in our office is meant to literally shift what they think about health and life and what they can achieve in the future. Yeah. So we're just, and I take the time with it. We're very real with it. We sit down, it's face to face and we're there. And And one of the reasons I love this answer so much, and I even asked this question, is because what Dr. Angie just talked about, if you didn't catch it, you have to look really closely. If not, rewind and, and listen to him again. What he just talked about is everything we've covered in the first part of this conversation summarized into the way that he does life in his practice. He talked about boldness. He talked about authenticity, being real with somebody, letting another on your team, being bold enough to show them where something's bad and where things are good, and then being able to step into that place without fear of rejection, without fear of embarrassment, um, or even if there's, there's those fears, they don't dictate his ability to step into that place, have that conversation with such a high level of confidence in the result that not only people don't say no isn't a personal pride thing. It's People don't say no isn't him beating on his chest saying, look at how good I am. People don't say no to me. People don't say no means he lives his life so out loud that if people have gotten to the part of, of his process where they get the opportunity to have him be their caretaker, they're already so far brought, bought in and they're already so well understanding the process that they're just not going to see themselves out of it. It's it, And this is... When I talk to different chiropractors about this or different different people in general, and no matter what kind of sales you do, because it is a sales process, yeah. like realistically, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. It It's for us in the way that we do it, it's almost not even sales because they're just like, cool, let's go. Yeah. Right? Like there doesn't even have to be a price tag on it. Yep. And that's, you know, if you can get yourself and your team and the people around you at that type of level by just raising up that vibrational energy around you. And that's what that brings down. Like you're attracting those kind of people towards you, Mm -hmm. right? They have the expectation. They know what it is. They know it's going to cost money, but they want the outcome. And if they find somebody that can deliver the outcome, no matter what task it is, right? You're going to pay, you're going to do it. Yeah. Right? Like if you would walk out here and you'd be like, man, I really want to go get X, Y, or Z. What do you do? You go find X, Y, or Z and you pay for it. And most of the time, they're not paying for the cheapest version of X, Y, or Z either. Why would you? Yep. And that's so key because what you've just described is with attracting the right client who's going to say yes at your price point, whatever that is, cheap, middle of the road, expensive, in between, whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. attracting that type of person starts way before you even meet that individual. It goes all the way back to first knowing yourself, secondly, setting the boundaries that are going to allow you to be in a position to be able to give 100% of that self. And then third, being bold enough, authentic enough, vulnerable enough to create an environment where the right people are attracted to you mm-hmm. and that service. And that's, I think a lot of times people, no matter what industry you're in, mm-hmm. in that sales conversation, people think if I have the right script, if I have the right product, we're, we're so busy trying to sell the product, we don't even think about the person selling the product. Right. And the work starts 
on us as individuals, we put ourselves in the right position, we put ourselves in the right place at the right time, and we've done the internal work, the product will sell itself because you've done such a good job making sure you're putting yourself in front of the right people. And that's, man, I can't even speak that enough. That is absolutely gold. So, uh, so I just want to touch on that real quick because one of the things that I want to bring up is like when we look at younger entrepreneurs or younger docs or whatever kind of business you're doing, like we're both younger docs, I think one of the biggest faults that we see is lots of times you want to compare yourself to your mentors and different people that are in practice. And the issue with that, normally those people that you pick are much older than you, yep. right? And not that that's bad. There's a lot of young, successful doctors too. I have lots of mentors that are my same age, you know? Yep. But one thing that we always talk about, you know, I don't focus on comparison because we're trying to stay captivated with purpose. Yeah. And when you just are focused on a ton of purpose, you don't have time to compare yourself, yep. right? So like that comparison can run you into the ground because you get disheartened. Maybe you're just like, man, I didn't grow my practice to see 500 people in a week. Yeah, well, maybe a practice in a place like Whitefish, Montana, you know, or Wyoming and not Denver or like L.A. It's totally different. It's a different temperature and a different water. So you just need to be purposeful and those actions that you take always need to be reflecting on yourself and looking internally rather than looking externally at everybody else. Who cares? Yep. If someone And if someone is doing great and they're, especially in our field, if they're doing great and they're doing great chiropractic, that's awesome. Yeah. Like why would we, you know what I mean? That's yeah. a huge win. And there's people out there right now that they, they build their foundation by chopping other people's down. So yeah. they're not building themselves up as much as they're cutting everyone else around them down to a yeah. size where they feel elevated, right? And we hear it all the time where entire practice success is based on numbers. Oh, this person saw a thousand in a week. This person saw 1200 in a week. This person has five associates. This person has three associates. This person makes $3 million a year, right? It's all about a number. And what's lost in that is everything that makes a practice truly successful, which is the relationships upon which the practice is built, which means between the doctor and the team, or if you're in any other profession, yourself and your team, or yourself and your customer, yourself and your, your clientele, or your sales force, right at whatever that looks like, you can have all the numbers in the world. Mm -hmm. You can see the highest of volume. And we know some of those people, and they are absolutely miserable. Yeah. And the hole out the back door is just as big as the one coming in, mm -hmm. and, and what they're doing is their turnover rate is so high, they're, they can tell themselves that they're making an impact all they want because maybe their bank account is inflated. Maybe their practice numbers are inflated, but their team's miserable and we see that, right? Their practice members don't feel cared for and we see that. And with that, we have to redefine what it means to be successful in business. And I think that, like you said, so, so key that it has to be on the backs of authentic, grounded, long-lasting relationships. So what we're going to do as we kind of round this out here is I'm going to throw some quick hitters at you. Sure. Um, just some questions that are going to bring a ton of value um, with some really specific answers here. And so what the first thing I want you to talk about um, in, in, this, in this quick hitter is um, with that, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I think my biggest failure is self-doubt. Um, it's something you, I think everyone struggles with. I also like, even still continue to struggle, struggle with it. You know, it turns your, um, you just need to be mentally strong, keeping up on it, just like working out, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's something that you need to work on to be able to improve. You yeah. know, I'm someone that I like to exhaust myself in everything that I do. And Kaylee always makes, um, 
doesn't make fun of me, but like you've been with me this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. You can tell like <laughs> if I'm doing something, I'm doing it. Absolutely. We're going to like really do it. So it's right. setting, you know, like that self-doubt, just working on that as well. Okay. What for most people is the missing ingredient or the missing stepping stone to the success that they say that they want? Work. Mm. That's it right there. Just work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want a quick, if you want a quick hitter, yeah, like, like you need to be able to wake up at four. You know, like if you want something, like we all want different things. We want things different. Like in business, we want different things in family. We want different things personally. You know, I'm somebody that like I like to work out a lot, and lots of times I'm at the office for maybe ten hours a day. So you know, when I work out, I work out at like three forty-five a.m. because that's what I need to do, and it's called work. Yep. Right, and also caffeine. I love that. <laughs> those two together. That's the that's the beautiful recipe for success. There. Who's three people that have been the most influential for you? Um, my dad, my wife. Um, there's like a tie. You know, I, I don't know. That like third one's really hard. Like, and personally in my life, like yeah. Dr. Galaki's been a huge influence for me. Dr. Church has been a yeah. huge influence for me. Um, Dr. Austin Trueblood, yeah. like he is just like somebody that's really helped me come into myself, which is awesome. And he's a peer of mine, like where this, we graduated together. Yeah. Um, so those three, as well as like different authors have like, that have helped me grow like Donald Miller and Bob Goff, like on a personal level, which is huge. Love that. Love that. What's one common myth about your work that you'd like to debunk? I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> like I feel like people think like chiropractic's just like you walk in and you're like I uh, and some people practice like that. That's not how I choose to practice. I'm not right. a patch care place, so I can't say like true chiropractic comes down to adaptability, yeah. right? And, and like I'm just not this like orthopedic pain doc. You, you know, I want there to be more realization behind what we do on that side of things. Love it. What's your favorite quote? Or in this season, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. What does that mean to you? It means that a lot of men and people just get stuck in a routine because they feel like it's the right thing to do instead of it's what they really want to do. Oh, I like that. That's big. So with that, as we wrap this up, tell me what are some of the best resources that have helped you and that you would recommend to people listening to this? Help me with what? Any of the things we've talked about, vulnerability, authenticity, relationships, um, boldness, um, getting over a fear of rejection or a fear of embarrassment, being sure. able to work hard even. I think, um, I think it really comes down to the books that you decide to read, right? There's lots of, there's lots of huge books. I can send you a list if you want to post it with this of different books that I read and continue to read and reread. Um, I, honestly, I think the stem of all of my success um, in like self-development and self-doubt, all that different thing really bends down to the relationships that I have put around me. Okay. So the people. Yeah. Honestly, like I, you know, my best friends are, are huge parts of, of parts of my life. I consider them like my family, um, my brothers, right. My family itself. It, it really is just the relationships because yeah. without relationships, if you're solo on an Island, you're not going to be able to do it. I don't right. care who you are. <laughs> like you're just not, you're going to burn out eventually. And that's what happens. Totally. Right. So you need to be able to surround yourself with a group of people that's going to be able to lift you up. Love that. 
So with that, uh, give me your top. You mentioned you, you've really pressed into a lot of books and um, you know maybe even articles or podcasts or anything like that. What are, what, what are your top three things you would say if you're listening to this? These are the three either books or articles or podcasts. Like these are the three things that you should take. Go away from this right now. Don't wait. Just dive right into these. So um, from a self-development standpoint, I really like Bob Goff. You know, as an author, has has great readings right like not only because it's more about other people so just he has two bucks looking both up they're awesome some like donald like a huge thing for me like on a relationship standpoint especially like romantically with my wife was scary close by donald miller is fantastic Mm -hmm. um like as me building into my own story and who i am donald miller wrote a million miles in a thousand years which i think is fantastic Mm -hmm. from like a chiropractic way like the textbook of human adaptability like you have to read that because that's what chiropractic is yeah Right. So like that, that is a huge thing, you know, as well. And then as far as success, like it depends on what success is to you. Yeah. On which you're going to read, you know, you know what I mean? Like some, what I define as success, maybe you don't. So you need to like dig in and be like, this person's talking about this. I want to go on that way. Yeah. Right. Like if you want to have a success in a bunch of cryptocurrency, you should probably read stuff about that. Yeah. You know, if, or real estate or whatever. So you have to dive into this is what I want. This is what I'm going to work towards. This person's the best at it. I'm going to follow them. Brilliant. And then with that, um, if there was only one takeaway that people could get from this conversation we've had, which there's so many, but if there was only one that you wanted them to walk away from, what would you most want them to walk away understanding? The one thing. I would want um, anyone listening to this to be the most aggressive version of themselves because by doing so, you're going to attract the people in your life that you want. That's awesome. And uh, to, to tie this up with a bow, where can our listeners connect with you? Um, so I own Compass Chiropractic in Whitefish, Montana. I uh, Look us up. It's Compass Chiropractic on Facebook, Compass Chiropractic on Instagram. Um, I would tell you what our web address is, but my wife <laughs> runs the business. Now she's the... It's... Um, www.compasschirowf.com. You can look us up on there as well. Good deal. Well, Doc, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate this time. Uh, This has been so valuable, not only for me personally, but I know it's going to be valuable to anybody who spends the time to listen into this. And I can't wait for them to have this as a resource. I can't wait to listen back on this myself. And uh, we just appreciate you taking the time to, to invest into us today. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Wow. What an incredible interview. Two parts, fire and action-packed, and so much value built up into that. If you're like me, you got to go back and listen to that again just to get a sense of what was shared in that interview. We're so grateful to Dr. Andy for donating his time, his talent, and his knowledge to that. And and if you're anything like me, um, you've got a lot of thinking to do, a lot of processing to do now. So I'm going to let you go do that. But we're going to be back with more of these interviews. Do you know someone? who you think would be a valuable interview for this podcast, make sure that you connect with me at Dr. Tim Zito on Facebook or Instagram. And I would love to connect with you and schedule your person or talk to your person, your leader, your mover, your shaker about how to capture their knowledge in a way that we can share that and explain that with you guys. Thanks so much for sticking around, for diving into the content. And I can't wait to see you again for our next episode. You did it. 
you reached the end and hopefully you're one conversation, one episode closer to that breakthrough, to that success that you've been searching for. Again, you can like it, love it, share it, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm just grateful that you're here along for the ride and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.